Small Farm Nation is sponsored by Farmers Web, software for your farm. Farmers Web helps farms inform buyers of available product, handle orders, simplify customer interactions, and reduce the administrative load. So check them out at farmersweb.com. You have an inspiring story, but how do you actually tell people about it? Hey, it's Tim Young of smallfarmnation.com. Today, I'll help you overcome this hurdle of telling your story and walk you through how to create an awesome about page. Hey there, thanks for joining me again this week. So when someone comes across your website and they're unfamiliar with you or your farm, where do you think they go? They go to your about page, right? Because the about page is one of the most visited pages on any website, farm or otherwise. Hey, it's where I would go when checking out a new farm. But for some reason, most farmers really struggle with sharing their stories and creating a great about page. Basically, most farmers that I encounter fall into one of two camps. First, they either dryly write a basic recap of how they started farming, how they became a farmer. Or number two, they pretty much just copy what well-known farmers do. You know, they spout about being beyond organic and drop popular phrases like pastured, grass-fed, regenerative, and so on. And they say traded careers or left the rat race. Now, are these accurate descriptions? Perhaps, probably, but... Do they excite me as a reader? Do they intrigue me or make me want to get behind these folks and support them? No, not really, because they're worn out and they're not unique. Actually, these phrases usually do the opposite of exciting me and make me want to move on because they fail to convey how special you really are and how special what you're doing really is. Now, I chose this topic this week because a local farmer visited me recently and mentioned that she had trouble sharing her story. When it came time to put pen to paper or fingers to keyboard, she said she just got stuck. She didn't know what to write. She just didn't know what to say. Now, that's really astonishing, right? Because when I asked her, when we were just talking, I said, tell me how you got started and, you know, why you do what you do. The words just flowed. And they flowed with enthusiasm that I could feel. So she knows her motives. She knows her values. She knows her purpose. And she has a passion for what she's doing. But she struggles sharing that in written form with the world. Now, if you're like her and you're struggling to share your story, this episode is for you. I'll walk you through how to create a great about page. And I'll tell you what great means. I'll put it in objective terms rather than subjective terms. But first, let's just start with that. Let's cover what the purpose of that critical page is on your website. Okay, the goal of your about page. The about page isn't your main page, but it's probably your most important supporting page. Now, sometimes these are called your mission page, or your story page. But it's the page that conveys who you are, what you do, um, you know, why you do it, and probably how you came to do it. But that's what the page is. 
And I think most people know that. So they sit down and start typing to basically cover those four points, who, what, why, and how. Again, that's what the page is. But just checking those four points off the list does nothing to accomplish your marketing objective if you don't start with an objective. Now, does it? So what is your marketing objective for the About page? Because that's where you should start. And every page on your website should have an objective. One page, one goal. Every page should have a goal. So what's the goal of our About page? Now, you'll decide that. But my marketing objective would be flat out to get the reader to sign up for my email list on the About page. Period. That's my objective. My objective is not to hammer out my who, what, why, and how. Those very well may become my means to an end, the way I get someone to sign up, but my marketing objective is to achieve a high level of conversion of site visitors to email subscribers on this page. So are we clear on that? I have a goal to get email subscribers, and it's a specific measurable goal because I'll set up Google Analytics or another tool to measure my conversion rate between page visitors and email subscribers. Beyond that primary marketing objective, I have a secondary objective of maximizing this page for search engine optimization. Now, that's important because I want as many people as possible to find this page. But when they do, I want to convert them into subscribers. So that's my primary objective. Okay, so now that I have that crystal clear goal in place, I can begin to design this very important web page to achieve a very important marketing objective. So in other words, I'm not just going to put up an about page because I'm supposed to, because everybody else has one. No, I'm going to create a page that has a clear marketing objective, and then I'm going to set out to achieve that objective. With that in mind, let's discuss the tactical marketing choices that we'll need to consider for a great about page. Now, there will be a number of elements on this about page and tactical choices we'll need to make, but don't let that mouthful stress you out. It's easy. So let me list some of the elements and choices quickly, and then I'll come back and walk you through what to consider for each of them. So the tactical choices and decisions I'm going to focus on are the page title, the headline, the chosen point of view, the use or not use of story structure, images and video choices, and an enticing call to action or CTA. Now, let's go back to that list in detail. And let's start with page title. Now, when I say page title, I'm not talking about what it says in your site navigation bar. It's perfectly okay for that to say about. I'm talking more about your meta title and what your URL says, because this is a contributing factor for search engine optimization. So we want to consider what you want your page to rank for. So start with that. Now, 99% of businesses give this no thought. They call their page about us and they keep that as the title. So that would be the equivalent of going to smallfarmnation.com slash about us. Don't do that because there's nothing there. So think of it this way. How many of your potential customers do a Google search for the phrase about us? None, right? Zippo. 
And you sure as heck don't want to be known as that. So what do you want to be known as? I mean, perhaps you want to be known as Greensboro Flower Farmer or Eureka Local Farm or Pittsburgh Paleo Meats, whatever. Just decide and let that be the title of your About page. I mean, why not? Isn't that a better title for SEO than About Us? Again, make sure your nav bar says About or or mission or vision or whatever you want, just as mine does. If you go to smallfarmnation.com and look in the menu, it says about. But when you click on it, you'll see the URL and the page title isn't about. So follow my lead there and swap out your page title with an SEO descriptive one. Okay, let's move on on the page. On the Now we're getting into the copy, and let's move on to your page headline. Now, you can create this before or after you write your text. Actually, I think after is better because, you know, especially if you're following a story structure, and I recommend you do that, and I'm going to cover story structure in just a moment. But what if you're not following a story structure? What if you're taking a more traditional approach of listing, you know, who, what, why, and how on this page? In that case, you'll want your headline to not be what most are, meaning to not be about you or about us, you know, or what we stand for. Rather, make your headline benefit-oriented in the eyes of the reader, because whoever is reading this page is interested in themselves first, right? They only become interested in you if they come to believe that their life will be better as a result of a relationship with you. So your benefit needs to focus on how what you do can help them. So, you know, instead of like uh, your title reading, we traded the cubicle for a farm, which is all about you, you could consider something like cure your seasonal allergies if you're producing raw milk or honey, or maybe help us give animals a great life or something like that that gets into how they can benefit. Maybe they want to be part of um, giving animals a better life and ending, ending factory farming. Maybe they have allergies like you do, and your story of how you cured them with raw milk or something like that could uh, resonate with them. So lead off with a benefit in your headline that the reader will care about. That is, if you're taking the who, what, you know, how and when approach. Hey, Small Farm Nation, want to know how I kept my pastured eggs and farmstead cheese cool? With CoolBots, of course, just like over 55,000 other farmers, florists, hunters, cheesemakers, and brewers. I even used a CoolBot to build a refrigerated trailer to deliver raw milk. And the new CoolBot Pro is Wi-Fi enabled, so now you can monitor temps and get critical alerts right on your smartphone. Hey, and as a Small Farm Nation fan, you can get $20 off yours. Just go to smallfarmnation.com slash CoolBot. Now, regardless of whether you use the story approach I'll cover in a second or take the factual approach of describing, you know, what you do, let me touch on a pet peeve of mine because this drives me flipping crazy and I see it over and over on farm websites. Tell me who is talking right off the bat. Jesus drives me crazy. So many about pages just start talking about we started our farm or my wife did this or my husband did that. And all the time I'm thinking, who the heck are you? You never mention your name. There's no picture of you or anyone else. So I have zero connection with you. I don't know who's talking to me. So there's two issues here, right? 
Yes, I'm talking about point of view choices. In other words, are you speaking first person where you use I, me, we, and so on? Or third person where instead of we, you say Tim's farm was founded and use that awful passive voice. So yes, one issue is to choose a point of view and be consistent with that. And I definitely think you should choose first person because I want you to speak to me, talk directly to me. But let me know who you are. That's the second issue. Identify yourself right off the bat. Say, hi, I'm Tim, and I started this farm or whatever. So right away, I need to know who you are. Please do that. So many farms don't, and it drives a reader crazy. And please have a picture of you or y'all, whoever you are. If you want me to connect with you, help me. And getting back to SEO for a second, be sure to use an appropriate alt tag and image title for whatever image you use. Okay, moving on. So we've touched on the page title, headline, and point of view choice in your writing. Now let's discuss story structure, because I've mentioned this a couple of times. Now, I'm sure you're aware of the factual structure I've mentioned. You know, the who we are, what we do, why we do it, and how that came to be. We've all seen that on pretty much every farm website and most websites in general. This is where people usually dryly write about the farm, the land, the animals, and the people, all without ever telling us who they are. But there's another way to accomplish your objective. You remember the objective, right? To add email subscribers. A better way, in my opinion, is to use story structure to engage your reader, to get them to care about you, to see themselves as part of your story, and to want to take action to enter into a relationship with you. Now, that taking action part is hugely important because so many farmers struggle to get customers to buy, right? But if you can get the person to act on this page to give them, to give you their email address, you've begun the process of getting them to say yes to you, to act when you ask them to. And that's hugely important because it will lead to future sales for you. You've basically trained them how to say yes, how to act. Okay, Tim, that sounds fine, but how do I tell a story? I mean, that's the whole issue my farmer friend had, right? Okay. Start with not expecting to write a great story. You're not Stephen King and you don't need to be. The goal of your story is to get the reader to care about you and what you're doing, to see your dream, to understand your struggles and visualize the role they can play in helping you to achieve victory. The story you're sharing is your story. It's not about the reader and it's certainly not about an ideal customer. So forget that nonsense because you don't know their story. It's about you. You started this farm, you started this business, and you're on a journey. That journey lends itself perfectly to story structure. Now, there are lots of ways you can do this. And if you want to see how I do it, just head over to smallfarmnation.com and click about in the nav bar. You'll read my story there. For you and for my farming friend down the road, here's the basic structure. And I'll just focus on four steps in this story structure. First, set the scene. Now, these are the characters, of course, which is why I want to know who you are. 
but start with what was the current state, how things were for you before the inciting incident. Now, the inciting incident is the point where something changed, and this needs to hook the reader. Now, that's going to be, of course, how you've started a farm. But again, you and I aren't Stephen King, so don't worry about being great here. Being truthful and vulnerable is much better. So set the scene. And after scene setting is when we introduce the problem. This is the problem that called you as the main character in the story to action. Now, I have seen tons of farm stories where this problem was a health or dietary issue. The person was looking to solve a health issue and found a solution. That's not only a great story, but lends itself to a benefit-oriented headline, since others likely struggle with the same. Or maybe you got fed up with what you heard about factory farming and wanted to do something about it. You wanted to take action. Just think about your real catalyst for change and describe what happened, how it made you feel at the time, why it compelled you to act and share what you did. Now, next, you as the protagonist needed to rise to a challenge. Ah, but you didn't do that without hitting lots of stumbling blocks, did you? You ran into money issues. You ran into fencing issues. You got animals that got out. You got deer that got into your flowers or your vegetables or whatever. Uh, you had storms. You had floods. You had all these things. I know I know that I hit a mountain of them when trying to raise heritage breeds and natural conditions. I mean, and we shared all of our struggles with readers and listeners on our podcast. And guess what? They became part of the story. They became hooked. It was no longer something far and away, far away that disinterested them. It was as if they were living vicariously through us, right? And it's why 12 years later, I still hear from many of them frequently. That's what you want to share, how you rose to the occasion, how you fought against the obstacles to accomplish this vision that you had. And you want to be truthful about those obstacles because it helps people become part of your story. And finally, step four of this story structure is paint a picture of what's to come. Now, with a novel, if you're watching a movie or if you're reading a, a Stephen King novel, you know, unless it's a never-ending series, you reach a climax and an ending. But building a farm is a journey rather than a destination. So regardless of what you produce, let the reader know that the journey will continue and the struggles will continue. And your words prior to this point should inspire them to walk that journey with you. And this is where you call them to action. How? By joining your email list. Again, you can see this story structure and call to action approach on smallfarmnation.com on my about page if you're interested. You'll see how I'll walk you through my story, tell people what I do, what inspires me, and then I call them to action right there. And lots of people sign up. Maybe you have as well already. Now, I've said many times on prior episodes that you've got to give people a reason to act, an incentive. With email list building, Lots of people say you need to have what's called a lead magnet. And there's nothing wrong with that. I use lead magnets in many places on my website. Just go to smallfarmnation.com slash launchpad or smallfarmnation.com slash habits to see two examples of lead magnets that I use. In those cases, however, there's nothing else 
on the page other than the lure of the lead magnet. Those are landing pages. By contrast, your heartfelt about page can be crafted eloquently and concisely. It alone is enough to get subscribers. You don't need anything else. In fact, if it's not, there's proof that your problem isn't a lack of a lead magnet. Your problem is the copywriting on your about page. You don't need something else. If you write the copy skillfully, that will be enough to get people to want to be in a relationship with you. And I know copywriting is a learned skill for many. I get it. That's why there's an entire 11 video copywriting lesson inside smallfarmnationacademy.com. But copywriting is super important and you either have to have the money to hire good copywriters, and I'm betting you don't, or you need to learn the basics of writing great copy yourself because you'll need it not just for your website, but for your email marketing too. The alternative is to just keep doing what you're doing, hammer out whatever comes to mind, and then wonder why people aren't signing up, why they're not buying. Copywriters are well-paid because they create words that inspire action, that get customers to buy. And going back full circle to the story structure, here's the dilemma, here's the catch. Copywriting relies on story structure, but copywriting is very different because with creative writing, the goal is to entertain readers, to engage readers and let them escape from whatever, from everything else. But with copywriting, our task is to inspire the reader to take action. And that's the difference. Maybe you think you're a good creative writer. That's great. What's that got to do with copywriting? You want people to take action. In other words, your story isn't your end goal. The reader's action is the end goal. And that's true whether it's on your homepage, your about page, or in your emails that you send to customers. Okay, so I've covered the importance of starting with a goal on your about page. And I've talked about two ways to craft your copy, either in factual form or with a story structure. If you started a farm or food business, or if you're going to, I know you have a good story. We all do. I know that. So share that story, but do so in a way that inspires action. Because otherwise, what's the point? I think you can do this on your own, but if you need help, you can join me in smallfarmnationacademy.com. In addition to my complete copywriting course and all the other courses, I offer free member makeover website reviews, including copywriting views, reviews and, of course, one-to-one -one coaching. And I'll be glad to help you create a killer about page so that you can inspire your readers to take action. Thank you for listening to Small Farm Nation. If your goal is to own a thriving farm business with loyal customers who gladly pay you the prices you deserve, check out smallfarmnationacademy.com. Small Farm Nation Academy includes hundreds of video and audio lessons, farm stock images, a community forum, business plan templates, and resources that will help you market and grow your farm business. Plus, you get a state-of-the-art farm press website, free with your membership if you want one. And that includes hosting and email unlimited accounts. And get this, as a Small Farm Nation Academy member, you get personal one-to-one -one coaching from Tim, free anytime you'd like. 
Small Farm Nation Academy is like having Tim as your own personal farm marketing and business mentor on call, but at a fraction of the cost of in-person consulting. And Small Farm Nation Academy has a full, no questions asked, seven-day money-back guarantee, so there's zero risk to you. The time to start marketing and growing your farm business is now. If you're serious about having a profitable, thriving farm business, join smallfarmnationacademy.com today. If you enjoyed this show, please share the love by leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes, and by introducing Small Farm nation to anyone interested in farming or local food. Thanks for your support and until next time, thanks for being part of Small Farm Nation.